Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. SRB Media. Is it so you're lost in dreams beside the world? Wanna go? Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 19 of our weekly podcast, The Current View, with the idol of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. Yes, it's good. The podcast is going well, so uh, I'm pleased with it. A great result for Sheffield Wednesday against uh, our arch rivals, uh, Leeds, that we didn't get beaten, and a great result for you in uh, Birmingham. It certainly was. Well, it it was, and it is, because... uh, I've never heard of the, the guy at uh, Birmingham and he's doing a marvellous job there. Uh, they were one of the teams uh, that a lot of the uh, people in know what always seem to try and uh, tell us all what uh, what's going to happen in football, but Birmingham was Birmingham was going to get relegated. It looks like, again, they're all going to be wrong. Yeah, when Pep Clotet was announced as caretaker manager of Birmingham, and he still is only caretaker manager, he, he, he come with a track record that was awful to say the least but it just goes to prove that Birmingham's recruitment has been very good he's a coach first and foremostly and he's got Birmingham playing some of the best football that Blues fans have seen arguably since the days of Jim Smith well that's good because I'm all into uh, trying to win football match in a positive way uh, in in an attacking way with with knowing that you have got to be able to defend because, you know, you just can't attack. So uh, I'm pleased I'm pleased for him and I'm pleased for the Birmingham fans because at the end of the day, uh, no one knows how anyone's going to do when they're given a, a certain job. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and until until that manager's given that job or that coach, whatever you want to, how you want to class, uh, class him, uh, none of us will never know until... Is given the job, and then we can see whether they can do it or whether they can't do it. Again, it's a little bit like watching a game of football. You go to the game hoping to see a great game, and, and sometimes it isn't. I mean, sometimes it is. And you're right, it's like when you buy a player, you're hoping that the player's going to be a success, but sometimes they're not. And it's the same with the manager. You appoint the manager, sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And, and with Pep Latet at the moment, it is working. And he is playing, he's got some good young players that he hasn't been afraid to blood in the first team. And he's got them playing good football, which is what you want. It is. Uh, and when you're paying good money to go yeah. watch a football match, you want to see a good football match, first and foremost. But you're right. You can't always guarantee uh, that the teams are going to play well or players are going to play well. Yeah. You know, uh, but that's what you're looking for and that's what you're trying to achieve. You know, but when you look at the, the scenarios where people expect uh, or telling us that this manager is right, this manager uh, is not, who are they to tell us? You know, we can make his own judgment uh, of managers and players. I know when I was playing, I played for one or two good clubs and certain players used to say, 
well, he ain't as good as what we thought he is. And I understand where, where they're coming from, but it just shows you how difficult it is for players when they're going into clubs. Yeah. When, when, when the teammates are making them statements, uh, behind the te- uh, behind the teammate because that's what he is then uh, when when he joins that, that that team, but some players do make that statement. They'll say, "What do you think to him, T? You know, so give him time, give him time to settle in. Well, he's not as good as what I thought you were. Yeah, you know. So it, it it's not easy when you're joining new clubs. Some can find it, some find it easy, and some don't. Uh, and it's it's how the players can settle in as quickly as possible which will help them in, in, in the careers and at, the, at those clubs. You're absolutely right. It's about settling in. And, and that's why foreigners tend to, by and large, have a, a, a period where it's a longer settling in period to, to, to not, you know, homegrown, talented players. And sometimes when a manager buys a player, he, he buys a player and he tries to change that player and play into his system, whereas the, the player hasn't played in that system before. So, again, he's trying to adjust his game to fit into his new team with his new teammates. You know, Gabby, that's a great point what you've just brought up. And and people, you know, people ought to take that on board, what you've what you just said. You know, they bring the, the same players to, 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 to for the club yeah. and for that team. And he might be a striker and they play him out on wing. Yeah. It might be a midfield player and they play him in defence. It might be defender playing him in midfield. You know, you think to yourself, why have you bought him if you're not going to play him in 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 the position where he's going to benefit him and benefit the team? Yeah. You know why? Why buy him? You know, and, and say, so, right, well, we've already got a player. I'm happy with in that position, but I want him in teams. So I'm going to play him out, out left, out right, uh, out, out wide right, or or, or in defence. And he's, it may not suit him. Yeah. But then it's his fault. You know, like, like I've always said, I, I don't knock managers because I'm the first to praise the great managers. I'm, but I know what a lot of managers are like. It's. It's them what can ruin players and and how the team how the team how we, how he wants his team to play and how he wants that player to play. Yeah, that's a great point by you. That absolutely fabulous point. Hundred percent. One player that has played in a different role this season to what he's been used to is uh, Ollie Watkins of of Brentford, who's scored I think ten goals now and he's absolutely flying. And I like to watch Brentford play. I think they've got some fine players, and they're a team that over the last few seasons have sold what's perceived to be their better players, have replaced them players and are still competitive in the championship and must have a really small budget. So again, what you've always identified, it's about recruitment and good coaching staff. Three things on that. Yeah. I mean, the, the boy walking... Oof, how do we know that weren't his best position? Yeah, exactly, yeah. He, he never we don't that know way. that. No, exactly. Do we? No. I, I know there's a young kid yeah. being released by Barnsley and he's gone to Huddersfield Town. Mm. And they'll be playing him in defence. Yeah. He's only 16. Mm. Playing him in defence. He's gone to Huddersfield. Huddersfield signed him on and gave him a pro contract, uh, a scholarship. And um, he, he scored 20 odd goals last season. He scored, he's just come back after injury. He scored seven in seven. Yeah. But he, he said to me when I when I was doing a bit of coaching with Jock and he asked me for well I asked him if he wanted to join in with and he, and he, he said do you mind I said no and he was telling me you know they're playing him in, in playing me in defence I thought I was going to be a full back you know he said and I'm a striker yeah so we don't know now the Brentford thing 
they have played football for the last six, seven seasons then, yeah. tried to play decent football yeah. and sold go, uh, good players and made good profit. Yeah. The guy who was at Queen's Park Rangers, come on. Well, uh, manager or player? Manager. Warburton. Warburton yeah. Yeah, at yeah. Uh, Queen's Park Rangers. Yeah, he was there. I think yeah. the, 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 the new people what came in uh, into Brentford brought him in and they played some marvellous football and the sole players. Then he moved on, obviously, to Rangers, and then Dean Smith came in and carried on. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, playing a quality football, uh, and they were selling the better players because I think that's what they've they've looked at is is, is the way forward for Brentford is to be able to fetch some players through and sell them and and, and keep uh, showing a profit for the club, so he can keep surviving in the in the Championship and with a bit of luck might be able to get into Premier League yeah. and then. Uh, the the new coach now the new manager he's he's taking it on again and done the same thing he's had his little bit of flips but he's come back he's come back uh, always come back uh, because of his way of uh, playing football and wanting to attack and play attacking football so you're right it, it, they've done absolutely marvellous and uh, they've sold some decent uh, good players in in the last six or seven seasons yeah and going back to players that that were playing in a position and moved to a different position and really really cut it at the next level um super mac i mean he started life as a left back at fulham went went to luton scored a few goals and then went to newcastle on his debut he scored a scored a hat-trick against liverpool and was an instant success and went on to carve a career out at the top level and was one of the the great number nines of uh, of, our, of our time Listen, all that is is right, and and it's perfect what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing is, the thing about all of it is, a player, we, the player themselves will know what what's his best position. Yeah, you know, and I bet when Supermac was playing as a kid, yeah, I bet he was a striker. Yeah, and then when he went into a professional club, they looked at him as being a fullback. They did that with me. Uh, I also scored hundreds of goals. Yeah, hundreds. Of, I scored twelve goals in one game when I was a kid. Because uh, I, I played through the middle, yeah. and then because, when I when I when I signed for Doncaster, because of my pace, they put me out wide, yeah. and they got a, a couple of more players. What you know, whether they thought they were better than me or not, they might have been stronger than me, and that's why they played them because they were bigger and uh, stronger yeah. than what I were. Because I was I was slight, I was like a, a a lightweight player when I when I first signed at eighteen, compared to the two strikers we got were big strong lads, yeah. Mickey Elwes and Brendan O'Callaghan. So I push, I would push that on on, on wing. So it's strange because uh, Jamie uh, Carragher was a striker and he used to hold the ball up well. When I, when I'm listening to other other people uh, talk about him, uh, when he, uh, what were at Liverpool and they said he was a decent striker and he finished up going into midfield and he finished up then as a fullback or centre back. Yeah. And then they, they were playing him fullback, but. When I looked at him, he looked a decent centre back compared to a right back because I always thought he could be got at as a as a full back, not because yeah. I was a winger. Yeah. You know, because of his, his lack of pace. Yeah. I mean, his effort was always there. You can never you can never criticise Jamie Carragher's effort, but there was always something there. I thought he could have been got at if if, if you'd have tried to put him under pressure. I remember World Cup when we played against America. And you're absolutely right in that game. They really got at Jamie Carragher. And I've always felt the same. Good reader of the game. Great, great pro. But the one thing that he did lack is a little bit of pace. And when you put put there at fullback, you sometimes are exploited, aren't you, by fast wingers or fast wide players. I mean, what you've got now, nearly all fullbacks, not of all, but 
big majority of them are wide. The wingers, that's yeah. what they are. And they're yeah. being put to full backs because of the pace they've got. Yeah. Uh, and in some cases, it, 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 they've done well with it. And in some cases, they've struggled with it. I mean, a prime example is the boy at Liverpool, Trent Alexander. Yeah. Absolutely. The best cross of the ball since Beckham. Yeah. You know, and he reads the game well and he um, and he uses the ball, like I said, better than anyone else. Yeah. But he does get caught out at times. Now, when you're bombing forward, it's already saying he gets caught out. But once he goes, somebody else has got to cover for him. So, I mean, people now are starting to criticise him and saying, well, uh, he's easily getting caught out in, in certain uh, at certain times in the game. Well, of course he is, because he's bombing forward. You know, same as Robinson, he will bomb forward. And sometimes he'll not get caught out as much because it, if you look at him, yes, he does get forward, but he doesn't get forward half as much as what uh, Alexander does, Trent Alexander does. Players that got forward, and while we're talking of wide men and wingers, gotta say probably the greatest ever, Garincha. What a oh, player! What a player! What he a was. player he was. Well, I mean, I can remember watching glimpses of him in in the early in the early World Cup in '62. Yeah, is it '60? Yeah, '62. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then uh, little bits of him '60, '60. Four was it? Uh, I'm not sure if he played this. It was fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I was too young for that. I was too young for that. Um, but I think he, he was. Yeah. I think he was a brilliant George Best, weren't he? he was uh, out women and, and and drinking and and all that, uh, all those shenanigans. So uh, he was the George Best of the Brazil. Oh, he, he he was unbelievable. I mean, he, he he got a problem with alcohol. He got a problem with birds as well, and he didn't really care, you know, who he went with. You know, he he wasn't fussy at all. No, but no. They, they reckon that you know he was he was so bright on the football pitch, and and there's an argument in Brazil because in '58 he comes to prominence, and then in '62 Pelly got injured in the first game, so Pelly never played in 1962, and it was. Garincha that really got those Brazilians with Varvar and the rest of the boys and got them to the, uh, the the second World Cup. But there is an argument that in some quarters, Garincha is perceived as the better player uh, rather than Pelé. Well, d- different different positions. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm like you. I mean, I like Pelé. I thought Pelé was. Uh... Oh, yeah. Fabulous player, but I'm like you. Mm. Uh, Gravinche for me was one of the best. What uh, what there's been. I mean, the young the, the younger generation won't uh, see that because the TV uh, footage of it is slow and all that type of thing. Yeah. But you've got to put your mind into the modern day uh, because it was quick as old there was around at that time. Yeah. So it weren't a slow player. But when you when you analyse. Now you take Gavincha. Then let's take uh, Zinedine Zidane. Yeah, he's a player. What's going to run with the ball? Yeah, he's going to cr- he's going to cause all sorts of problems. When you look at him, Maradona, Ronaldo, Pele, Ronaldo, the striker, yep. Ronaldinho, the great great Cruyff players. What run at people, you know. And now I'm gonna, what I'm going to bring up now is Jack Grealish. What I tell you is something different. He's the one what's going to run at people. He's going to be the one what what's composed on the ball. Why we do not want them in our team? Well, I do know because I, I know I've I played under enough managers that they're frightened to death of that player getting a bigger recognition than, than a manager. They're frightened of that player if he does make a mistake. 
you know, oh, it's always that's always his fault. Like like Deli Ali. Let me tell you something. They've slaughtered Deli Ali, and I'm yep. not saying they play well, but it's five or six of Tottenham players not playing particularly well. Yep. And they're not playing well, and they don't seem to be playing as a unit anymore. But we want to c- criticize people like Deli Ali. You know, yes, he's been, for me, he's been out injured. Yep. But Tottenham are not playing well this season. No. They are not playing well. So when you look at it, why we don't want to play these type of players, and I'm not saying he's a must, is Deli Ali, but he shouldn't be getting the criticism because everybody should be getting that criticism. And even Pochettino should be getting it. And the reason why he shouldn't get it at all is because whether it's true or not, it was it was mentioned in the papers, if we won the Champions League, that yeah. he was going to leave. Mm-hmm. Now, what, does, what mindset does that give to players yes yes I know players should you know get the mindset on the playing for the football club but you, it just doesn't it just doesn't sit that way with players because they will look at it a new manager comes in I might not be in team a new manager comes in oh I've got a chance so yes you've got to get your mindset to, 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 to make sure that you're, you're always going to try and be in team but if that manager doesn't fancy you choose how good a player you are you will not be in team it unstables the dressing room doesn't it that, that's what it does. It's like when we've spoke before on, on podcasts with, with Neil Warnock, for instance, at the beginning of the season, he announces he's retiring at the end. Absolutely no, you can't do that. You, you, you're you're imbalancing that dressing room. And as you said, there's players then that have, have got half a mind of what's going to follow, who's going to come in. And footballers, and, and I've spoken to many of them, they're selfish and rightly so. And the one thing, and the one person that you should look at is your career and what's going to happen next for you, isn't it? I wish I'd have thought. Uh, I, yeah. You might look at it and think, well, you must have been like that because uh, you wasn't. You, I wish I'd have managed no. you. Yeah. Uh, listen, I weren't. I just I wanted know. to play football. I, listen, at times you play for no. Yeah. But you are right. Mm. You are right. The more I look, at, the more I look and analyse Shearer and them, they played for themselves. You know, I mean, Shearer could have gone to Manchester United and earned and earned a good wage mm-hmm. and, and probably won a lot of trophies. He didn't want to do that. Yeah. He went to Blackburn Rovers. Yes, Blackburn Rovers won a, a champion, a Premier League. Yes, they did. But what would he won more? What would he have won at Man United? He didn't go to he didn't go to Blackburn Rovers because they were getting lesser money than what he would have got at Man United. Yeah. He went to Blackburn Rovers because he got more money. Exactly. So it's selfishness. Yeah. And when you look at it. I'm not saying he's wrong because at the end of the day, this, you never know what's going to happen to you in football. You yeah. could get a serious injury and that you finished off together. Yeah. You could have a serious injury and might not be half the play that you were before. So I can see why they do it, but uh, there is more players do that. And you're right, there's more players uh, are selfish than what would play for the uh, for the club. Since I've been doing these podcasts with with you, with Alan, with with ex pros, and and talking to him, and my my opinion has changed totally. You know, I, I look at the game in a completely different manner these days, and and more of what would I be doing if I was a player? How would I look at the game? You look at it as a fan, and 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 you have a and you have an opinion and a view on the game but when you talk to pros you get more of an insight about what happens what's happened in the game and what is going to be happening in the game in the future as well you see Gabby I don't I people think oh I'm, I, I want to have a go no I never had a go at Cluffy only time I had to go at Brian Clough was if I weren't playing yeah 
you know, but I understand him, the team's doing well. Yep. You know, and I understand our Kendall. Uh, the team was starting to do well. I got I was out for seven months. So by the time I got back, they were winning here, there and everywhere. But when I joined them, both of them were near bottom and struggling. And it took somebody like me to come in and, and, and help them and help them out. Yep. And I'm not taking all the I'm not taking all the glory for it, but what I'm trying to say is it was somebody like me what came in and helped him. You know, so but what, what I'm trying to say is on that point, there's some players what don't get picked, and you see it as as, as a player, and you think, why ain't it? Tony Woodcock was a prime example, you know, when when Cluffy weren't playing him, but then it got to um, Peter with, and he got um, John Aware, yeah, and Barry Butlin, yeah, uh, and he looked at uh, Bert Bowery. Uh, I don't know if you know of Bert Bowery, but no. he was he was at Forest, um, and they looked at him. And it didn't it, it didn't work right, and he was going to sell uh, Woodcock to um, Lincoln and Doncaster. Both of them do wanted to buy him, and and I told you I tell that story when I, when he asked me who, who I thought what best player on pitch, and I said uh, Woodcock, and he said you know note about football. Yeah. Two months later, come back and he apologised. He said I'm sorry, you do know something about football because he he can play. Listen, the managers pick the team, the managers pick the philosophy, and it's the manager what's got to have a t- strategy, what the players are going to believe in. Yeah. And if that don't work, you can, you don't go blaming players. Because, yes, them players, what's on pitch, you can turn around. They don't, I never see any or hear anybody turn around and say, I'm not blaming him because he, he rolls his sleeves up. Well, he, because he rolls the sleeves up, they might be playing bad, yeah. but they're working their, their socks off. Yeah. It, 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 Gabby, you've got to get the balance right. Yeah. You've 100%. got to get the balance right. You've got to have that bit of flair in your team and you've got to have a bit of that uh, grit in your team. And if you get that, you've got more, more of a chance. But you cannot just keep blaming that type of player like Deli Alley and then the, the ones what roll the sleeves up uh, don't get blamed for anything. Because why are they Why are they running about? They might be running about like headless chickens. Yep. But because they're running about people, oh, that's brilliant. That I don't, I don't, I don't, follow, I don't buy that. I don't follow, I don't follow the flow with that uh, type of thing. No, I must admit, I don't. And while we're in that that area, magic moments. Who who caught your eye this week, and and who's your magic moment? You can have one from the Premier League, and one from the lower league. So you can have two. We have two every week. So well, I'm having two. Yep. And I'm having two from the Premier League, okay, that's and I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> Again, uh, I'm definitely going to pick a goal one one uh, one of these times from from the lower from lower leagues, one of the lower leagues, or or some skill yeah. uh, from one of the lower leagues. But the two things I've gone for, yeah. and and the reason why I've gone for them is Leicester winning nine nil. I have to I have to give that as the main one, and the, and the reason why. You know, I'm not, I'm not silly. Yes, they, they've got a, a man sent off, and sometimes it goes for you, and sometimes it goes against you. Yeah. I.e., whether you, the, t- the the team what's got the man sent off, or the, the the team what's got the extra man. Sometimes you you find it very hard to break him down, and sometimes uh, you can go and win a game by having a man sent off. Yeah. But the performance by Leicester, and when they had him on the floor, they did not let him get back up. Now that shows me that Brent, uh, Brendan Rodgers, right, is wanting to win something. You know, don't let him up. Mech team's fearful of you. And the second one is is Liverpool. 
And the for reason the reason why I'm I've gone with Liverpool and all, and it's not a goal, it's the performance at Leicester. And there were some great goals at Leicester, and the reason why I've gone for Liverpool in in a magic moment, they haven't played particularly well at Sheffield United, which I saw the game. They didn't play over particularly well against Leicester. I thought they played a lot better against Tottenham, but they went one one nil down. Son could have made it 2-0 when he's, when he's gone round the keeper, but yeah. the keeper's done ex- exceptionally well to push him yes, further wide. Yeah. And he's, but he's still got the shot on, and he's hit the crossbar. But it's the performance of them two games, you know, and it's that type of performance what could win Liverpool the league. I mean, I said Man City will win the league by 12 points because I think they're that strong, they're that strength in depth. And I'll still stick to that. I still stick to that. Whether I mean, people look at me, don't talk so stupid. You can't change your mind. So I'm going to stick that way. But them two performances for me this weekend are showing uh, determination that the the mean business, that they want to win something this season. Yes, Liverpool won the uh, Champions League, right? But they're wanting the big prize. They haven't won it for 19, 20 years. The... uh, well, it's the, it's the Premier League now, but they're they haven't won the Premier League uh, since since it turned to the Premier League, you know. So they're determined to try and win that. So they they're trying at all costs not to lose games if possible. But Leicester again, that performance I thought was terrific, absolutely terrific. From from first three minutes, four minutes, you look, you can see that the the meant business uh, and and. Manchester and Southampton were on the wrong end of a great performance. Yeah, again, absolutely right. And and I think you were absolutely spot on when you were talking about Alisson, how he went to ground and he forced on just wide enough. Because if he hadn't done that, and, and done that stretch. Son yeah. would have just gone round and then just dinked it over, but he couldn't because Alisson was there and he forced him wide enough to narrow that angle and made it difficult. So I thought that was excellent goalkeeping. I thought Liverpool's performance, you know, again, wasn't the greatest, but it was enough to get what they needed to do. And and, and Jordan Henderson, I think when he scored that goal, you could see, see the, the relief. relief. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they are winners. And I love watching Liverpool and I love watching Leicester as well and and I think Brendan Rodgers has done an absolutely phenomenal job and when you look at the way Leicester play their philosophy of football their shape everything about them they defend well as a unit they go forward as a unit and there's goals in that top five and I, I think Leicester I think Leicester could finish in the top four with Chelsea, Manchester City, and Liverpool this season. I, I think Leicester will finish in it. Yeah. And, and on, 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 on that, uh, yeah, what I've seen, yeah. While we're on about Leicester, the average age is about right for them and all. Mm. It's a good, young, balanced yeah. young team. Everything about it, it's balanced. Going back to the Allison thing, if you go and watch, you you watch you watch what Allison does. If you go on YouTube and watch the the the, the goal. Uh, the, 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 the the incident where he's at the crossbar he's delayed it delayed it because yep. Song's waiting for him to to, to, to throw himself yeah. Alison is waiting for Song uh, to find out which way he's going to go yep. or is he going to shoot right but he's made he's made it the, the goal as small as possible for Song to shoot and at the last minute Alison's really gone to his feet and you can see him really go down to his feet and it's yeah. forced him that wide yeah. and it's that little bit what the bit of magic from Alison what's forced him wider than he wanted to be 
uh, yes, he's got his shot off, and yes, probably if he's hit the crossbar, he should have scored. But it's that little thing what's made him have to rethink about his shot. You know, and when I tell you about every great team has to have a world-class goalkeeper, else you'll not win that. Even that proves me right. Now, my two magic moments are one from my team, Birmingham City. Brilliant. With that, that, that pass from Dan Crowley, yeah. that was sublime. And he's just put it over there. Maxim Collins knocked it across and, uh, and Pedersen's got Birmingham's first goal. So that was just a magic moment for me. And the second magic moment come last night in, Seattle, in, yeah. Yeah, in Los Angeles, Raul Rui Diaz, a Peruvian striker. I mean, what a goal. It was a tremendous spin. Great feet, and he. When you look as though people, some people think he's just put it too far there, but he put it in such a position that as he running onto that ball and made contact, it was unstoppable, and that was just a fantastic bit of skill and a great goal. And Seattle now, uh, Western Conference champions. Well, you see, on on, on all the little things that you've mentioned, yeah. the pass. You know, if we haven't, if if you're going to have box to box player, box to box players, you're never going to get them type of passers, or not enough of them type of passers, are you? Yeah. Because they don't do it. That's why you've got to have these players like Isazand, like like a Jack Grealish. What's going to put three? When I've told you, when you can play between the lines, yep. and what I mean, what what players will call between the lines? You'll have two midfield players or three midfield players, and your back four or your back three. And if you can get that ball between three, two, three, four players, you're putting two, three, four players out of the game. Yeah. Unless you have those players in your team, are they always going to do it? No. No, they're not. But you've got to jump on the backs, you know, if they have an off day. And that's what we do. And that's what our pundits do. And then it puts the pressure on the manager because that's all they want to talk about. If I was a manager, I'd just put it down to uh, experience. Look, you've been, you've all been players. You know, anybody can sit there in the studio and criticise. I mean, when I criticise a manager, I'm criticising his philosophy. I don't criticise uh, the play- the players of the team. I criticise his philosophy. Yeah. So you need that type of player. You've got to have your Jack Grealishes in your team. And, and again, I'll fetch Jack Grealish up. I was talking to him about him two years ago, right? I talked to him more now with you because obviously you, you've got me at it with him, <laughs> right? Uh, no, but what when I said to when you said to me, I said, "Listen to me. He's different. Yeah, he's a different." So, Sam, David Boys, and then Sam Allardyce this week on Talksport. He's different. He's a different type of player. He's the one what can do. Why didn't they have these type of players in, in, in the team? I mean, Moyes had Rooney, yep. right? He had a problem with Rooney when he was up at Everton. Then he went to Man United. He had a problem with Rooney. So this something tells tells me he does he, he can't handle that type of player, yeah. or he doesn't want to handle that type of player. But when when they're not managing him, they're, they're the first to turn around and say, "Oh, what great players they are!" You know. So we have got to get these players into team into our team, whether it's Aston Villa or whether it's a national team when they're playing for the national uh, teams. Yeah, I was talking to um, to, to Matt Letizia today. I've done a little um, little show on VAR because in the last World Cup we were um, we I'd done an interview with Matt, and Matt was saying, "Oh, if if you think that VAR's going to make all these decisions right, and 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 all our talking points are all going to 
disappear, you're very much mistaken because VAR's just going to add complications to football. And it was right. So I've done a piece with Matt today. And that we, we, we spoke about Jack Grealish as well. And Matt Letizia is also a big fan of Jack Grealish and the way he plays. Can I give you my uh, opinion on VAR? Yeah. Right? Because I really don't want to talk about it. No, VAR yeah. not the VAR is not the problem. Why is it in England we have a problem with with with, with the with these decisions? Why? Anybody else in the world, when the decision's given, that referee goes to the monitor yep. to have a look himself. Exactly. Why don't we do it here? It's not the VAR. What's the problem? Yeah. Who's the people? Because we know who the referee is. Yeah. We know whoever's referee in that match. We know who it is, right? So whoever the person sat watching the monitors in these studios or wherever they are at the grounds or wherever they are watching these games and we're seeing these decisions, why? I mean, the, the, the last week's game, not last, not Saturday, week, you know, week previous when uh, Watford should have had a penalty at uh, Tottenham. Yeah. That's a blatant yeah. penalty. Yeah. Why don't that referee go to the monitor and have a look for himself? Mm. I mean, I, I'm not into all this anyway. I thought that was coming in for for um, clear cut goals. Yeah, so but they, fe- they fetched it in for everything. But looks of it, yep. but there's, there's something there's something radically wrong with it. Yeah, why in the referee going? Why did why in somebody asking this question? Why in the referee going and having a look at the TV monitor? What's at side of the pitch? So somebody should turn around and say, right, I'm not sure about that incident. Whether it's a penalty or not, have a look. So if he's telling him it's a penalty, right, and the referee's sticking by that, that the referee didn't give it, but he's, he's gone with the one, mm. uh, the, the guy was looking at the TV monitor. Instead of him going to the TV monitor, because he's the referee and he should be able to over over uh, judge him and say, oh, no, that's a penalty. So there's something radically wrong with this. Why the referee's looking at these monitors and we need to know who these people are what's making this, these decisions, watching these monitors. It, it, we have to we have to find out, uh, Gabby. It yeah, has to come out. Yeah, the ones watching the uh, the monitors are referees, and and pretty much the people that are saying that you can't use the monitors. Yeah, but we don't know who they chairman. are, do we? We don't know who it is. Football chairman, chairman. The football clubs haven't voted for it, and the uh, the, the referees, the gaffer Mike Riley, he's. I mean, what they don't want to do is they don't want to slow the game down. And that's that's the reason that they've said, just go to Stockley Park, get the information, and then we move on and, and the game can flow quicker. But that's why. And it's the uh, he was, League chairman that, that voted against it. That mate Riley was on the on, on yeah. talk sport this week. Yep. And somebody was asking him, listen, and he stuttered more than a person what stutters. <laughs> When they were asking him, he didn't know what to say. No, exactly, yeah. You know, I mean, look, once it's in, it's in. Yeah. But the, there is that many bad decisions at the moment in That's time. That's crazy. It's, yeah. it's, it's unreal. It's unreal. But the worst decision I've seen is uh, Holsten Kiel versus um, Bochum in Germany. Did you see that that are posted on? No, no, I haven't seen that one. The players, had, the players had a shot, right? The substitutes are warming up behind the goal. So there they are, playing at home, warming up behind the goal. And the um, the, the, the player, the ball's come right-hand side of the 18-yard box, across the goalkeeper. He's missed. Before the ball's gone out of play, the substitute has just kicked it back in. 
because it was a goal <laughs> kick, yeah, literally, and they've gone to VAR and given a penalty. Yeah, absolutely incredible. The substitutes, you have a look at the substitutes, look there, there's gone, I don't believe that. Neither did the forward that missed, then he took the penalty and scored. So it is crazy all around the world. Well, well it's not, a rule. When we ask, I'm going to be serious here yeah. now. I mean, I don't watch rugby. I really don't. I'm not. I come Same from a rugby yeah. family. Yeah. I come from Same a rugby family. But my two sons love it, and they go watch rugby matches. Yeah. Right. So, and I'm not against it, but it, I, I just can't get into it for some unknown reason. Yeah. Right. But I have watched. I've watched about ten games in my life. About six live and about three on television. Yeah. And I watched the World Cup uh, England against uh, the All Blacks last Saturday. Right? Why do they get their decisions right? Mm. Well, you know why? Yeah. Somebody looks at a monitor. Yeah. And you can see it, and they, and they even show it, don't they? They yeah. show it. Yeah. It's no try. We're not even allowed to show it. And give information as well to yeah. the crowd exactly what's going what on. <laughs> but why can they get it right and we can't? I have no idea. I, it, it's just the, the governing bodies of, of cricket and of rugby seem to have mastered VAR. I think Matt had a real valid point. What they've tried to do, they've tried to bring it in and they've, they've They've tried to to run with it when they haven't got the expertise, and they've made a right pig's ear out of some of the decisions. So they've they've tried to run before they can walk, basically. Whereas rugby and cricket have grown up with it, and it, it's evolved. Didn't we trade? Didn't we trade out it before anybody else? Weren't we the guinea pigs of it? I'm not sure if we were. I, I, I thought. No, I think I, I no. think certainly I think they've had it for a few seasons in Germany, but they've right. certainly had VAR and and stuff like that. We've had the goal line technology for some time, and that seems to work because that you know the ball's either over the line or not. Yeah. But it's the it's the contentious issues and the uh, and the going to the monitors that seems to be the uh, the, the big problems. The bigger problems now. What the world before? Well, this is exactly what Matt Letizia said during the last World Cup, and, <laughs> and and Matt wasn't wrong. What we didn't do last week. I got, is, what about what about that uh, uh, Arsenal's winning goal on on Sunday? Yeah, How I can they disallow that? I don't know. I, again, the these are the, the the situations that they'll get a VAR, they'll have a look at it, and then decide. I mean, before similar, before that, they should have he should have had a penalty because he shoved him. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many times have we watched a game of football and thought that was a penalty or that was a goal or how did you disallow that? What what the hell's going on? It just is an absolute nightmare at the moment. And they, they've got to get the grip and they've got to sort it out. On loan to Berry, we didn't do that last week. Right. It's a funny story. Let's right. get into that. Uh, after I'd come back from, from, from injury uh, and I'd played those two games, and I'd been asking Cluffy for a move. Yeah. I kept asking him for a move, you know. And it weren't him, because it was Pete Taylor. After what he said to me when we played at Elliford, yeah. I'd really lost me. I'd lost it. I'd lost respect for, for Pete. Anyway, I goes in one day and I says to him, I said, uh, has anyone been in for me? But I know people have been in for me because Darby had been, been making inquiries and yeah. Darby had tapped me up, Tommy Dock, through John Middleton. Anyway, he went, young man, there is a club being in for you, Bury. Anyway, I looked at him. And I said, "It's all right. I'll go there," you know. And he looked at me, thinking, you know, I'd just start laughing. And I said, "No, I'll go to Barry." So uh, 
He said, all right, I'll phone him up and uh, you can go on loan to Bury. I said, oh, that's okay. You know, because I just wanted to be away for, at that moment in time. I'd, you know, I'd lost respect for Pete Taylor. Yeah. Anyway, I goes up to Bury, uh, plays the game. I'm not sure if I was at Old Mobile, played Portsmouth, but I, know, I can remember playing down at Portsmouth for Bury. Uh, anyway, the following week, I goes up, uh, didn't go into, into Nottingham, but to training at Forest. I went up to Bury and trained up there. Anyway, uh, Monday we trained, Tuesday we trained, and Wednesday uh, I got a phone call in the hotel. It wasn't in the hotel, it was a, uh, a pub, bed and breakfast in a pub up at, uh, just, off, just off the ground at Bury Football Club. Anyway, um, I goes in on to, I get this phone call from Cluffy. He said, young man, who tells you to train up there? I said, uh, oh, I've gone on loan there, Gaffer, so, you know, if I'm, I don't want to be travelling backwards and forwards on M62. It's, it's a atrocious road to be travelling on. So I stop up there all week and then uh, play the game. And then uh, after my month old, I come back. He said, well, I haven't given you permission to go and train there all week. I give you permission to play. Now get your ass back down here. <laughs> anyway, I goes in to see the gaffer, uh, Bobby Roberts. I think Bobby Roberts' his name was. Yeah. Roberts, anyway. So I goes in to see him. Knocks on his door. I come in. Uh, what can I do for you, Terry? I said, the gaffer says I've got to train down at Nottingham from now on. He said, uh, he's only let me come on loan, but he wants me down there training down there. This is true, this. So he phones Cluffy up. Cluffy takes his call and he says to him, uh, I've got Terry here. He said, uh, you've told him that he can't train up here. He can only, he said, he's my player now. He's on loan. So we want him up here training with us. And he turned around and said, I've not said anything to Terry. You know, <laughs> and I went, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. But uh, no, he let me go on loan uh, and he didn't want me to go. Because like I told you, because anybody thinks what happened with me and Cluffy, mm. he kept saying to me, you get back in team. But I, I was impatient. But when, when I went on loan and I did that, you know, and he phoned me up. And then when I said to the manager, Bobby Roberts, I said, uh, Cluffy, you know, said I can't train up here all week. And then when he picked the phone up, he said, I've never said anything to the young man at all. You know, so he dropped me really in it, you know, but that's managers for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, he, he, he was funny with Cluffy at times. He was funny at times. Jock Watch, how's the young man done this week? Has he, has he played? No, uh, the game was called off. Okay. So we didn't squad. Um, so obviously that was a good result for him. He didn't get beat. <laughs> <laughs> but he's had he's had a good week in training. Yeah. You know, he said he's done a couple of good things in training, scored a couple of goals and nutmeg one at uh, centre-backs. Uh, what plays there? He said, I've had a good week in training. I said to him, look, that's what you got to do, Joe. Keep going in, keep working hard. Get your strength up. Boom, boom, boom. And all that will fall into place for you. So uh, we're hoping now he's back training. So with a bit of luck, uh, he should be back playing uh, this week, whether he gets picked or not, because he obviously hasn't played for four weeks yeah. now. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But uh, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about this season. If it if it if it if it comes off for him, it comes off for him. Yeah. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But like I said to you, and I can only tell you the truth, and I can only give you my opinion of it. He's got to get that strength, but he will get it. But he's one of them. It'll it'll not come out of him until he's 21 yeah. the problem is because I was talking to David Hurst last night his lad played at um, Grimsby 
you know, and Jock said to me, uh, David Hurst, here, Dad, he said, uh, he wants to speak to you. So I said, uh, put him on phone. And he was saying to me, I said, how's your lad? Because his lad was, he said, he's doing really well, Terry. He said, but uh, he's, he's working hard. He said, he's now just starting to fill out. And then we were, talk, we were just talking the same thing about Jock. Yeah. I said, but it's all right f- for your kid, because now he's at Leicester. They of give course. him time. They give them time, don't they? First division, because they're not bothered at two years. They'll give them a two-year, three-year contract and just leave. Not to leave them, but yeah, yeah. they'll be building them up and everything. At Grimsby, there's no games. Yeah. So if he didn't go out on loan to, to, to that Lincoln, yeah. they've had one game this year, and that mm. was November, and it was called off. Yeah. Waterlock Pidge. So there's no gains for them. So they don't get time at that. That's why I keep saying to Jock, you've got to go in that gym and do some work. And uh, once he fills out, I, you know, I'll let you all, like I, me, my eldest son, I told you, he could not play him. I told him straight away, and his mum didn't like it when I told him. But I said, I'm not going to tell him a lie. He's got a big chance, but he's got to fill out. He's got to fill out. And he will fill out, but for me, it'll be 21 when he fills out unless he gets in that gym. I wrote something down um, from your book. I read your book some time ago and remember lots of the stories i've got this wedding reception 1976 england versus scotland what's the story behind that well i just what, what had happened uh i just got married okay right i just got married and uh, the england scotland game was on tv mm-hmm. and uh we've gone into the reception Right, and some obviously somebody's going to do a speech. Yeah. The best man's going to do a speech, and they're all looking for me. And I'm watching the match, England. Anyway, the, the wife at the time is shouting me for me to come, and you know they're doing speech. I said, "No, I'm watching match." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but I was football daft then. I was, you know, everything football man. I was and football get, man. And getting married on a weekend or on a Saturday when England playing, especially that when was it's a, Scotland. I think that was the, what they call it, the home internationals. It would have been, yeah. I think that's what it was. Because that would that's have been at Scotland rather than at England because in 1975, we used to go one in one at Hamden, one at Wembley. Because in 1975, yeah. England destroyed Scotland 5-1, didn't they? Do you remember when yeah. uh, Jerry Francis and, and co and Kevin Keegan yes, that's right. yeah, done, yeah. Done, a, done a right job? I've got an idea. Scotland won 2-1 in that game in 1976 and Dogleash scored the winner. I might be mistaken. I might be wrong. I can't remember the score, but I, I, you know, I, 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 it was it was on my wedding day when when when, uh, when they were playing, and everybody's looking for me, and I'm watching match. Uh, when best man's giving a speech, my wife's trying to shout me in to come in, uh, come into the room. They're doing they're doing a speech, like you know. What but, did the missy say to you after? Did she give you a round of, or did she? You no, know, she she was, she was all right, yeah. Tim. Uh, in those days, you know, times have changed. You won't be able to do it now. I mean, players now, when the wives are having babies, uh, are missing games now and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and watching the uh, the baby being born. Yeah. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's how the times were at, yeah. at, at that time, isn't it? Yeah, oh, totally different. League Cup final, 1979. Yes. 
big game. You played against uh, Nottingham Forest, your old team, for Southampton. I look today now, which we are 40 years on, and it's the Carabao Cup. And in our area tonight, we've got Aston Villa taking on Wolverhampton Wanderers. 21 changes to the two sides. It wasn't like that back in your day in 79, was it? I can't, really, honestly, I cannot understand it. Now, look, take the the top four in the the, uh, Premier League, uh, because what they do, playing in the Champions League, they are playing in a, a mini league, aren't they? Yeah. So playing in that Champions League, you are playing another maybe 10, 15 more games. But surely Aston Villa or Wolverhampton Wanderers should be wanting to win a league. If I was a manager, listen, the guy that I, look, I don't give a damn what anybody thinks or what anybody says. If I was a manager today, right, my priority is to win a trophy. Yeah, bang on. On my, on my CV, then I, that's my first trophy. Yeah. I want to keep winning trophies. When you're playing in the Champions League, because that is a bit different nowadays compared to when, when I was playing, because it's a mini league. Yeah. You know, so I can understand why the rest. But listen, Manchester City, the reason why I fancy, think Manchester City will still win the league, they have a bigger strength in depth yep. than what Liverpool have. It's a lot stronger and a lot, you know, depth to it than what Liverpool's got. Villa can't do that. And and, 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 and um, Wolverhampton Wanderers can't do that. And on top of that, does that put them into quarterfinals or is it semifinals? Yeah, it quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, why not want to... All this Mickey Mouse Cup and all that, it's the biggest load of rubbish. You want to, it's all started with these schools. Yeah. You don't, it don't make a difference if you don't, if you don't win. Everybody gets a, everybody gets them. It's a load of rubbish. Try and win a trophy. Try and win a trophy. That way it makes other teams fearful of you. Yeah. And the, the further you go in a, in a cup competition, you get more money for that club. Yeah. That club then has got a chance of buying the player. The, you know. pro- the problem is with that money side of it, 100%, you want to win. And fans do. Fans want to win trophies. You know, people, supporters, don't remember when you finished eighth in the Premier League. They remember when you win the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup. But the problem in financial terms, the way that clubs look at it, you'll get far more money by by being another place or two higher than actually winning the Carabao Cup. And that's that's the problem in financial terms. But for me, forget the financial terms. It's all about winning trophies as players, as managers, as fans and as a club. Not your balance, but your balance sheet. You see, it's different now because the, yeah. the, the, the majority of the fans now have become used to it, haven't they? The new the new uh, fans, when I say the new, the younger fans now, they they didn't get what we got, the atmosphere of going to a cup match, a, yeah. a, a quarter-final, of a, you know, going into the last eight of a, a, a semi-final of a cup, you know. They don't get that anymore now. They think, oh, you know, we're right. so the gates drop for it, so it's not as important. And it baffles me that it really, really... You can't guarantee where you're going to finish at league. No. Even Manchester City and Liverpool, can Liverpool guarantee they're going to win league? We no. could think they were going to win league. Yeah. You, you can't guarantee, can you? No. You know, so why so why people or managers and even players think, well, oh, we're not going to beat uh, Liverpool this week. 
but we'll beat Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Wednesday next week. Oh, no, Sheffield United, or we'll beat Norwich next You can't guarantee that. No. Norwich will beat Manchester City. Yeah. You know, you've got to try and win your next match. It, it, I, I know times change, and I know uh, time, uh, time moves on. But I can I can't get my head around not wanting to win. I can't I can't get my head around not wanting to win. I wanted to win in training. I was so upset if I were playing if I were playing against you in a five side, I would I get so upset if we lost, Gabby. Yeah. Because I want to win. Yeah. It, it, it baffles me, it really does baffle me. You know, like I, I can't see the sense in it because at the end of the day, you can get injured any time. You can get injured any time. Say, well, we, we're giving them a rest and all the, and we're going to put these other players in. No, these other players are putting half of them, or two or three of them, will not be bothered. And I'll tell you why they won't be bothered because they'll be saying, well, I won't be playing on Saturday. Yeah. And and then and then they get beat, and then they, they slag them two players off or that player off because, you know, we, we you've had a chance and now you know you've blown it. You know, it's not fair on them because they know they're not going to be playing. You're expecting them to do well and you can be as fit as you want. There is nothing like a match competitive game of football So let's, to get your match fitness. So let's talk about that competitive game of football, the 1979. I think it was Littlewoods that sponsored the cup in, in those days. Southampton versus Nottingham Forest. What was that day like? And what was your preparation like? Because your preparation was very different to Nottingham Forest's preparation, wasn't it? Yeah, but you know the Nottingham Forest. You you were all they went for a drink. You know, yeah. let me tell you about. I I know all them lads. Yeah, I still see them. I still go back to, to have deals with them. You know, you give them a glass of uh, a glass of wine, or they could have a pint on a Friday night. You could have a pint. Now you'll always get the odd one what sneaks off and gets. Every club I've been at, yeah, there's been always one. Pat Van den Aul at Everton always had a drink in his in, in his bag. And stay in his room, you know. Ball, he did it when he was at Southampton. You know, there's always players. Jeff King did it at Sheffield Wednesday. You know, there's always players what do that. So that they didn't go out and get pissed up. They had a pint. Yeah, got you. But it, it sounds great, doesn't it? <laughs> now there is some play. Listen, I played at Derby. Uh, I'll tell you a story about Derby County after. So the day uh, we went up uh, Thursday and trained up up at. Um, Somewhere up near Wembley, I think, wherever it was. Um, uh, up, the, up that way, anyway, Hertfordshire. We went up there to, to do some training, um, get some rest. Day of the game, McManaby said to me, I want you to stand outside of me. I said, what for? Uh, he said, I don't want Cluffy getting it even putting you off. I said, Cluffy not getting get at me and put, and put me off. But every, everywhere I went, it was with me. It was following me. So... Uh, Wherever I went, it was it, it, it was stood aside of me. He didn't want me talking. To, but it didn't make any difference to me because at the end of the day, nobody will put me up there. You know yourself whether you're going to play well or whether you're going to yeah. whether you're going to play bad. But going back to a story, what I said to you about Derby County, I played for Derby County, right? Toddy, Jerry Tadley, uh, Bruce Rioch, um Billy Hughes, Charlie George. Right, yep. we're playing at Ipswich. Right, they had a case of wine. A case of wine. Remember that Grosch that with that yeah 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 with that thing beer tops with flick off flick yeah. on them you know them yeah yeah yeah. I mean I don't drink beer you know but I went to drink them in them days. I don't even drink now. I only drink 
I drink a shot and I get drunk every now and again, but it's, it is only every, it might be every two years, but if I ever, if I let me head down. Yeah. And Charlie and all them were pissed up. They, yeah. threw, they threw Jerry Daly's clothes out at window, but in those days you could take it downtown and get it uh, cleaned in, in an hour. Yeah. I don't know if you can still get that, but in those days you could do that. They throw all Jerry Daly's clothes out. They didn't go to bed well five o'clock because they were in my room, mm. right, when they left. After cars were playing Chase the Ace, right? <clears throat> we beat Ipswich the next day, 2-1, and Charlie George scores one of the best goals. Yeah. Now, if, if Forrest had done that, I, I, I could get all the uh, hype about it, but they, they only had a pint. Uh, yeah. They only had a pint, you know, uh, and I know that's true because I, I know Martin and all the men, when they're telling stories, they'll exaggerate a little bit to make the story sound even greater, don't they? Yeah. You know, uh, but that's all they had. And I'm not saying Kenny Burns might not have had a few more because Kenny, Kenny liked the bloody drink. You know, but uh, I mean that was another that was another story. We one, one reason why I felt like we peaked, we, we were on we were on tour in Germany, pre-season tour. Yeah. And Kenny gets absolutely blottled. We didn't play in this game. Me, Kenny, Martin, and uh, Robbo. And Kenny got absolutely pissed, and we had to be at this beer. Uh, uh, seller because it was that um, German festival there was a German festival and we went in there and they got these big long tables you know and there's about 30 of us on this table and Kenny's coming and Kenny well, Kenny come in Kenny, we've gone in and Kenny's pissed out in his head and we're trying to stand him up right? and all of a sudden Kenny's sick all over that bloody table Fluffy's going mad Pete's going mad right and Pete said, oh, who's, do, who's done this? Who's done this? It's not his fault, him. You know, who's he been with? Who's he been out with? I said, he's been out with me, Pete. Right? This is your fault. My fault. I don't even drink. So Cluffy told Pete, how can it be his fault, Pete? He don't drink, you know. But uh, it, Kenny would be the one what did drink. But that, that day, I know that night, they'd only had a pint. Yeah. I, you know, because I spoke to lads, he said, uh, he, let, he, let us have a, he let us have a pint and give him a glass of champagne or wine, whatever it was, as, as well as. But it sounds, you know, they shouldn't be doing this. In, in one in one aspect, they shouldn't be doing it. But it doesn't do anybody any harm yeah. one pint if, if, if you're going to help them sleep, because a lot of players can't sleep. And what was the day like when you're playing in that final? Because, you know, it's not every footballer that gets to play in a major final. And this is what's so really annoying when they don't pick their first 11 and, and almost... I mean, I'm not saying that they don't want to win the games. I still think they want to win the game and get through the tie. But it is ultimately all about getting to Wembley finals and playing it. So what was the day like when you played in that Wembley final? They still want to. They still want to win because they know they're going to make changes to the other team. So yeah. they always think that we can balance it out that way. Exactly. But like in our days, it was a big thing to get to any final, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it was. It was superb. I mean, there were there were a busload of uh, fans came down from my village, and the reason why they came down because I gave I gave a lot of tickets away. Uh, in, in those days, can you remember? Have you heard of a guy called Stan Flashman? Yeah, oh god, oh, right. yeah. Well, Stan was a Stan. Stan was a big mate of Ball. He's really big mate. Yeah. And one of his off his off not one of his office his office. He'd had a flat in 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 London. You know, a council flat. Yeah. Where he did his business from, and uh, I went with Ball to 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 sell these tickets, the uh, cup final tickets. You know, well, what did we get? I think we got about thirty odd each, something like that. Maybe maybe a little bit more. Anyway, I kept mine because I gave them to all 
my family, I've got, well, I've got seven, eight brothers, eight brothers, and then all my friends. I gave, I gave all 30 away to, to, to people up in the village as a busload of them come down. Yeah. And car loads, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I gave mine away. So the day itself, like I said, it, you know, you're excited, you know, coming from a little mining village, you know there's going to be under a thousand people there against my own team. I want to show Cluffy um, that I'm going to get one, going to get one over him. You know, but Forest were a top team at that moment in time, so we know it was going to be difficult. You know, but you walk out of that tunnel, you know, and the, the air's on back of your neck, stand up, Mike. The excitement of it all, you know, the players are are hyped up. Everything about it, it's it's it, it's something that you dream of. You dream of being a footballer. You dream of playing in cup finals. You dream of playing in World Cup finals. Choose who you are. Message bellies. All, all them players will dream of that type of thing. But it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic day, and it's even better if you win. We didn't win, you know. Uh, but to get to a cup final is what you dream of when you're kids. And on that day when we got beat, I get into the dressing room, and I'm, I'm sat outside a ballie. We used to sit, we used to room together, but we used to sit together in, in, in dressing room. And you get a, you get a medal and you got a tanker. And Ballie got this uh, turf, Wembley turf. And he put it into me tanker. And I thought, what's, what's, what you, I said, what's this? He said, put that in your garden because you might not, not play at Wembley again. Because yeah. obviously he, he he loved England. He was upset, not obsessed, but he was so proud, right, to play for England. And I mean, he's one of them what won the World Cup. But uh, I'll never forget that, you know. And that, what I did with that, um, I took it and put it in my garden at um, East Lee. In, in Southampton and when I came to play for Sheffield Wednesday I dug it up and I put it into my garden I bought an house in Cudworth in, in Barza down Wheatshaw Lane and that piece of turf and I'm not saying it's still there but that's where I put it when I when I came up to Sheffield Wednesday I wouldn't, so, I'm guessing that the person that owns it now doesn't know that they've got a bit of Wembley no. turf in their well, garden it, <laughs> Unless I've re-turfed it all like that, but oh, that. that's there's a piece of turf what I put in there from Wembley. That's a true. That's another true yeah. story. You know, ball. You know, you'll see where I mean, ball wrote about it. Yeah. I want to. He put the turf in the tanker. Yeah. Right. And he got he got he got one of the little ice bags where you put ice in, and he put the turf into that, and then put it into me in tanker, and he said, "Put that in your garden because you might never play at Wembley again." You know, and that's a true story. That. Well, TC, the hour is is up. We're over. We're over an hour in extra time, so it can only be one thing, and it's our football forecast. I've taken a seven-five lead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, by the way, yeah. don't get too excited. I'm going to let you get a little bit for. I used to love that when I was running. Let yeah. people get in front of me, and then right near death, I just sprint. So I'm letting you get in front of me a little bit. <laughs> so this week, <laughs> this week set of fixtures, um, we've got Villa versus Liverpool. How do you see that one going? Villa two one. Right, okay, Villa two one. I'm going to go Liverpool two one there. Well, not only that, not only am I going to go for Villa, I'm going to tell you something now. Jack yep. Grealish is going to have a blinder on Saturday. I hope he is because there is doubt that he's not going to play. He's got a, a calf injury. But I'm hoping that Jack does, and I'm Listen, hoping he does have a blinder. 
listen, I wish I was as sure as winning lottery on Friday at 69 million about Jack being playing on, on Saturday. It'll, at all costs, Jack will make sure he's playing. He'll be even telling the manager there's nothing wrong with Ross. He'll want to play in. Them's the games he wants to play in. Them's the games he's got to play in to prove to, 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 prove to the rest of the world that he's here now. He's the real deal. Yeah. So he'll play. Blackburn Rovers versus your boys, Sheffield Wednesday. 1-0 Wednesday. Yeah, I'm going to go for uh, a 2-0 Sheffield Wednesday. Fulham versus Hull. 2-0 Fulham. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 Fulham. Leeds United versus Queen's Park Rangers. <laughs> Leeds United, 3-0. Right, okay. I've gone 2 1 for Leeds. Luton versus Forest. 2 1 Forest. Yeah, I've gone 1 0 Forest. And Everton versus Tottenham. <laughs> draw. I'm going to put 1 1 draw. Right, I'm going to go 2 1 for Everton. Have you seen where they are in league, Heaven? Yeah, I know. Oof. I know. And they are struggling. I think that's but by the way, I mean, they're not a bad team. No. I, exactly. I watched them against Watford. I know Watford's, Watford's not playing well. Yeah. But, you know, they, they play some decent football. Yeah. But where yeah. they are at this moment in time, it's unreal what, what players they've got. Yeah. No, it certainly is. And at some stage, it's got to change. And can Marco Silva turn that corner? I'm hoping he can this weekend because that will be 8-5 together. And if he don't, it could be 7-6. So it's uh, it's nip and tuck. It's getting tight. Whatever happens, let's hope that we're both singing the blues. So all the best to you and yours. And we're going to go out, TC, with my record of the week from Dojo Cuts. It's called Rome. And what we're going to do with the record of the week is, if you win the football forecast, you pick the record. And if I win, I pick the record. So going forward, that's what right. we're going to do. So if you do win, think about what record you want record better to... next week. Next Brilliant. Week, so. I, will, I will do that. Have a great weekend, you and your family. I hope Birmingham uh, keep doing it and, and I hope Birmingham and Sheffield Wednesday get up. One of them gets in the automatic places. If not, they get in the uh, top four and uh, hope that they get a, a, a shout at playing at Wembley and, and going into the uh, Premier League. It would be fantastic for me and you because even though we like other teams uh, where they play football, we still want our teams to do well. Yeah. Could you imagine that? The playoff final, Birmingham City versus Sheffield Wednesday. We'll, oh, we'll, I'll, we'll... Get, I'll give us some tickets, Gabby. We'll, de- <laughs> we'll definitely go in. <laughs> Terry, till next week, all the best, mate. Thanks so much. And guys, thanks for listening. We're going to leave you with Dojo Cuts and Rope. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. And thanks, guys, for listening. Okay. Cheers, Bell. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Yeah.
The boy. 